So what happens is this, and this is where I really need to make sure people understand that the spoken promises we, that we make to people, when we don't satisfy those promises, and that's the integrity within us, it takes a ding on our, on our dignity. It's our esteem, it's our worth, it's our confidence, it's our self-esteem. All those things take a ding. So we start getting lower and lower and lower when we're, we're telling people that we're going to do something, whether it's, you know, for, it's for our health, it's for our family, it's for our relationship, it's for our business, and we don't do it. We start getting down, we, we lose our confidence, and we start getting lower and lower. Then what happens is once you're busted in that break room with that pizza, you're like, you know what? You're absolutely, I'm not going to tell anybody anymore. I'm not going <laughs> to tell anybody that the night starts on money. I'm just going right. to do it. Okay, so now it goes from a spoken promise to a silent promise. Here's the catch is that your, your, your body, your mind, your integrity does not know the difference between a spoken promise and a silent promise. It's just as damaging. The Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Hey, thank you for checking into this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. For this episode, we bring you the inspirational and enthusiastic Steve Trezak. Steve is the founder and CEO of Feel Fantastic, and he's extremely passionate about helping people live in their healthiest bodies to the best of their potential. During this episode, you will hear us discuss developing a positive and enthusiastic approach to health and fitness, the importance of gratitude, getting beyond barriers, especially at the onset, and much more. Be sure to follow Steve Trezak, that's Steve, T-R-E-Z-E-K, on the socials, and so without further introduction, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me, as always, is my good friend Colt. Yes, sir. And with us on the line today, we have the very enthusiastic and inspirational Steve Tracek. Did I say it right, Steve? That is fantastic. You can call me whatever you want, just don't call me late for supper. You'll be fine. <laughs> right on. Okay. Steve, we really appreciate having you on the show today. I know we talked a little bit before we hit record, and uh, I, I follow you on Facebook, and I always get my little dose of inspiration from you because of your highly enthusiastic approach, and just and I have a feeling that's your approach to life. I can just tell that it is, and so I love seeing you. Once again, thank you for giving us your most valuable time here on, to add value to our listeners today, and just, yeah, thanks for being with us, man. So if you could start us out by telling us more about Steve and, and who you are and what you do. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be grateful because when I'm when I'm in a position to offer some value to you, the listeners, and I'm really appreciative that you follow what I do and you know pay attention to, you know, I, I enjoy talking about things that matter to people who care, and that's my whole premise. So you know, it's it's about being happy, it's about thriving, it's about being in a position to live our healthiest self. And my passion really comes from us living in our best body to the best of our potential. It's not my potential, it's your potential. And that's where my, you know, I've really kind of stepped up in a level of coaching and assisting people getting to where they want to go at because there's so much specificity to how everybody takes on health, how they take on fitness, how they take on mindset. And people are always looking for that silver bullet. They're looking for that one fitness program. They're looking for that one nutrition piece. And there's so much more to it than that. And people are always striving to find the greatest like 
fat loss process to their journey. And what I've done is I've discovered the real transformation. And that's what I instill in people. There's a real transformation when it comes to living our best self. And that's where, that's where my message comes across. So it's whether it's nutritional accountability or whether it's going to be, you know, fitness programming or just the mindset and the thought process. And again, to your point, before we got on this call, you said, hey, you know what? You really motivate us. And motivation is great. However, motivation is very fleeting. It's, it's very like it's in the moment. It doesn't last. But when we're inspired to do something more and do something greater, that's where the real magic happens. So I like to come from a place of inspiring people because inspiration, it pulls us. We want to be pulled with being inspired. It, it, it engages us. It allows us to really be more creative where motivation is very pushing. We don't want to be pushed. Like motivation is very, it's very, again, it's, it's very top of the level surface. I always enjoy, enjoy going a little bit deeper when it comes to the inspirational aspect of it. So most people come up to me and they're like, hey, Steve, you've been doing this for a long time. I've been in the fitness industry for 25 plus years. I've been, you know, changing and altering people's lives for as long as I can remember. And they ask me, they're like, Steve, what does it take to make change? And there is a true hidden path to real transformation. And that, that hidden path is inside of all of us. It's been there. It's always been there. It's just it's been very clouded with confusion and frustration. I call it the secret sauce, actually. And maybe you've heard me talk about it. But the, the secret sauce to transformation is our integrity. It's the integrity that we have within us. And I challenge people and I say, listen. You are in your you are in a place right now with your health, with your circumstances, with your situation, due to your personal integrity. And you don't have integrity. And people get all flustered. They're like, well, what are you talking about? Of course I have integrity. Yes, I know you have integrity. You have integrity for everybody else in your life. Everybody else in your world gets your integrity. They you make promises to people all over in your life. And you're satisfying those promises. Like right now, we had made this agreement. Say, hey, let's let's get together. Let's connect. It's, it's on a Sunday. No problem. And we said, what time is going to be? It's going to be at 2 o'clock Central Standard. So I'm here at 2 o'clock. You're here at 2 o'clock. We said, all right, it's an agreement. Let's do this. We had we had made a, a, a promise to each other. And now we're here. How many times have we said, all right, if you uh, Colt, if we said, hey, let's go to lunch tomorrow at noon. And you say, yeah, no problem. What time would you be there for lunch? Noon or earlier. Yeah, you'd be there or, <laughs> or, or earlier, right? right? Yeah. Or earlier. So I'd be there as well. So, but how many people, let's let's see a show of hands or, you know, if you're watching this on video or if you're listening to this on audio is how many times have you said the diet starts on Monday? Hear it all the time. Right? How many times have you said yeah. the diet starts on Monday? Mm. Yeah. How many times we said, all right, 2020, this is the year. This is when it's going to happen. This is where my greatest health is going to come to fruition. And everybody's so excited for that New Year resolution. That's right. And then they're like, oh, well, all right. Well, how about 2019? How'd that go? Right. Same thing. Or how about this? I'm going to wake up 15 minutes early tomorrow and get my cardio in. How many times we said that to ourselves? And then how many times have we not satisfied that promise? So before I get into, you know, what, 
what that real transformation is about, and again, this is about serving and making sure there's going to be value in the delivery, is let's identify what integrity is. What is personal integrity? Here's how I define it. Personal integrity is you uh, saying what you uh, doing what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, when nobody else is watching. That is personal integrity. So when we say the diet starts on Monday and we're all excited about it and we start show we start telling our friends, our coworkers, our family and we're like, "All right, diet starts on Monday." Yes. We're excited. We get our meal prep in. We're eating well. We're eating. We're nourishing our body. And Monday's well. Tuesday's great. Wednesday, you know, you're like, all right, things are getting a little shaky. Next thing you know, Thursday, you're sitting in your you're in the break room at work and you're hosting a pizza. And your coworkers are like, dude, <laughs> I thought you said that the diet starts on Monday. And they're and you're like, dang it. Like, you know what? They're absolutely right. We've all, all been in that place. So what happens is this, and this is where I really need to make sure people understand that the spoken promises we that we make to people, when we don't satisfy those promises, and that's the integrity within us, it takes a ding on our dignity. It's our esteem, it's our worth, it's our confidence, it's our self-esteem. All those things take a ding. So we start getting lower and lower and lower when we're, we're telling people that we're going to do something, whether it's you know for it's for our health, it's for our family, it's for our relationship, it's for our business, and we don't do it, we start getting down, we we lose our confidence, and we start getting lower and lower. Then what happens is once you're busted in that break room with that pizza, you're like, you know what, you're absolutely, I'm not going to tell anybody anymore. I'm not going <laughs> to tell anybody that the night starts on money. I'm just going right. to do it. Okay, so now it goes from a spoken promise to a silent promise. Here's the catch, is that your, your, in, uh, your body, your mind, your integrity does not know the difference between a spoken promise and a silent promise. It's just as damaging. Right. So when you say, I'm not going to tell anybody, but you know dang well that you're not going to satisfy that Monday promise to yourself or that expectation, and you're, you're not going to start that diet, you might start for a couple days again or a week or two weeks. But you go right back down to where you were, and that is just as detrimental. So that's where that's where the that's where the transformation really, really happens is at a sub-level, it's at an internal level with our integrity. And that makes sense. It's not the training program. And listen, I, I design and customize online training programs. I do nutrition coaching, and I'll tell you it's not the nutrition, it's not the training protocol. It's the fact that we don't have integrity, personal integrity, for ourselves to satisfy the expectations that we have to make us happy. There's a format to be happy. And I want I want to submit to you this because I think it all ties in together. The format in life if you want to be happy is real simple. It's when your current life circ, uh, situation or circumstances meets the blueprint or expectations of your life. So if you have a high expectation of what you expect out of yourself and you're meeting that at a high level, you're happy. If you're not meeting that expectation or you're not satisfying that blueprint that you promised yourself that you're going to fulfill, you're not happy. So all of life is about being happy 
And whether that's going to be through the personal integrity or that's going to be from being in the right environment of people that's going to support what you really want to do in your health, fitness, your longevity, your vitality, it all comes down to what your blueprint is and your expectations that you're setting for yourself. Hmm. So it's really those two things. So that's the spoken promise. The, the silent promises are big. People don't realize that by you just not saying something, but still telling yourself you're going to do something and not fulfilling that, it's just as damaging than it is by telling people I'm going to do something. I'm going to start that training program. I'm going to get to bed early. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get 100 ounces of water in. I'm going to go start my nutrition. What you need to do is you need to honor yourself and, and start just fulfilling the promises. And then here's where it comes, here's where rubber meets the road, is that people ask me, well, how the hell do I get out? How do I start this process? It's real simple. I'm going to get you out. It's my responsibility as a coach to get people to love themselves again, to get them to trust themselves again, to get them to have the worth that they desire. Because everything we have, we, we deserve. We deserve to have the lifestyle we have because we put the work into it or maybe didn't put the work into it. So we got to start striving for what we desire. And after we satisfy and fulfill enough of those promises to ourselves, we start really getting what we deserve and start really living a more fulfilled life. So I get people out of that situation or out of that life circumstance the same exact way they got in it. As many times as they've broken a promise to themselves to get themselves into the hole, putting them 20 pounds overweight, 40 pounds overweight, 60 pounds overweight. It's one promise at a time. Start with one thing that you can do every single day for the next week, the next two weeks, next three weeks, next three months, next three years. Something that you can do every single day without fail. I call that your power promise. Your power promise is going to get you back to where you want to go with your health, fitness. It could be relationship. It could be business. And that one power promise is something so, so small. It could be as something I've, I've had people do power promises of saying I'm going to drink five ounces of water additional to what I'm already doing. It could be I'm going to walk on the treadmill for five minutes a day. It could be that I'm not going to hit the snooze button ever. Like that's my, that's my one expectation of myself. I'm not going to hit the snooze button. Because that's a whole other conversation, but the first 10 minutes of your day is where most people's lives get out of control. Like just by hitting that snooze button, we go into a downwards, we go into a spiral, we go into a rabbit hole. And we're, we're thinking about what are we worried about? What are we anxious about? What did we do yesterday? What's going on today? I have no idea. I'm not planned for what's happening today. So just even not hitting the snooze bar or the snooze button is going to be a significant way for you to get back on track with your life. Right. So those are that's just a start as far as how do you stay, you know, kind of how do you uh, break through those obstacles? Mm -hmm. you know, how, do you, how do you get back on track? And it goes all back to that same question. Hey, Steve, how do I make the change? It's by one small promise at a time. Yeah. You bring up a really important point there, Steve. It, it started with the, I feel like that a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this myself, let me admit, making a promise to myself, but not letting that promise go out to other people, because I knew, I, I felt like that I would be accountable to those folks if I didn't fall through with that promise. So therefore, it's kind of like, 
supposedly a, a safety net for myself. Well, if nobody knows, then I don't have to be accountable to them. But according to what you're saying is that we are still, uh, there's a lot of damage being done internally within our own psyche, uh, within our own minds, because we are still breaking that integrity. That, that promise to ourselves is, is damaging our own integrity, and it's causing a lot of consequences that we didn't even realize were happening because we're still being held accountable, just not the way that we thought we were. Right. Well, think about it this way. How do we feel when we actually do make a promise to ourselves and we we satisfy it, and we didn't tell anybody about it? Okay, I'm just I, I say you know what I'm going to track my meals today. I'm going to track my nutrition. I'm not going to tell anybody about it, but when you start doing it and co- creating action towards that, there's a sense of empowerment. There's a sense of accomplishment that when you start doing something, it's you feel like. This, just the confidence, it feels like you, you start these wins, these patterns of winning when you're doing it, whether you're telling somebody or whether you're not telling somebody. So if it's if it's just as destructive by not satisfying those and coming down, then building it back up one step at a time, whether spoken or silent, is a sure way to get you out of the funk, out of wherever you're at, out of your, your current circumstances that you sometimes feel it's impossible to get out. But again, it's sort of like when somebody's tr- uh, wants to lose 20 pounds in a month. Come on. You didn't put on 20 pounds in a month. Right. So don't expect it to come off in a month. So same thing with our habits, same thing with our rituals, same thing with our routines. We have to slowly increment those back up and those power promises are going to be extremely rewarding once they're satisfied. Mm-hmm. So is this, the, is this the ground floor for everything? If somebody comes to you and says, you know, I, I, I want you to be my coach, you know, show me the way. Is this the ground floor you start with everybody? Yes, yes. I, I need to identify where they're at. Right. That's the first step. I need to find out where they are. I have a, a four-step kind of system and process that anybody can apply into their life, and it's a where, where, why, how. Where are you? Okay, be honest. You know, where are you? Because that's almost like, I'll talk about this. It's like an objective reality and a subjective reality. Objectively, okay, what what is your physique? What is your energy? What's your health? What are your vitals? Once you go with that first where, where are you? Then you have to say, where do you want to go? Okay, because most people don't know where they want to go, honestly. They just have an interest in doing something. They don't have a commitment yet. Then you have the why. Why the hell do you want it? Why the hell do you want to go where you want to go? You have to be emotionally charged when you make a decision. Right. You have to, you have, to have your heart involved in that. And there's really why we do things is for is there's two things. It's the reasons we do something and it's the results. That's it. Everything else is just kind of BS. It's the reasons you do something and it's the results. And here's what I like to say as well is because I like the we're always trying to shoot for goals or it's an outcome or it's a result. And if you don't have a strong enough reason behind that outcome that you desire, that goal is impotent. It doesn't even exist. It's dead. So a goal without a strong reason behind it is impotent. It doesn't even exist. Right. All you really do is have something written down if you're lucky. So that's the approach I take with why do you want it? Most people don't 
have any clue why they want something. They just desire it because it, it would be pretty cool. It would just be like, hey, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to be 30 pounds lighter. Why? I don't know. Just because. <laughs> like, all right. And that's, I mean, we could discuss that too because I think that could really open up a lot of opportunity for people to, to be creative with how they have a very, very specific measurable result to that. And then the last one is just going to be how. How are you going to get there? And that's where I come into play is I come up with a very strategic strategy for people to start laying out their life's plan, starting with the power promise. Because I could stand up here honestly, and you can listen to me tell you about stories about being healthy and inspiration and why is it important to do you know what we do. But I don't need to be up here and telling you stories as to why you should be inspired or be healthy. Why don't I need to be the one telling you that? Because you're the greatest storyteller. We are the greatest storytellers that are out there. We have a story for everything. We have a story for why we can't lose weight, why we can't stick to a diet, why we can't do push-ups, we can't go jog outside, why we can't wake up early, why we can't go to bed early, why we can't exercise regularly. We even have a, a story for why we can't stay disciplined. And everybody can resonate with that. Those are the stories that people tell themselves. And the only thing that's stopping people from where they're at to where they want to be are the stories they're telling themselves as to why they can't have it or why they don't deserve it. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And it seems to me like that, that why also includes, and I think it's what you're alluding to, is an idealized why. And that, that would include, well, because society thinks I should weigh 30 pounds less. Or, you know, somebody else thinks that I should do this or do that, and they don't really have it internalized. And I think that you can not even really know, well, it's healthier to be 30 pounds less, obviously, right? And I'm going to look better. I'm going to feel better. But it, and still, if you don't internalize those ideas yet, then you're not really going to carry through with it. And I feel like that's, that's kind of what, what you're saying to me, at least, in there, is that you have, to, you have to internalize those whys for yourself. That has to be your driving force, or else, like you said, it's impotent. It's not going to work because the idealized version of that why – isn't enough fuel to really get your fire burning in, in the long term, especially. James, let me ask you a question. What's the best version of yourself look like? Well, that's a great question. I'd have to ponder that for a minute, Steve. I want to give a really good, <laughs> well-thought-out answer. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's it's a healthy me, right? It's a me that's that's happy, that that's grateful, you know, that that is satisfied in life. It, but it's also a me that obviously looks good. I want to I want to look aesthetically good. I want to I want to look like I, you know, I, like I'm confident, like I know I look good. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I mean, that's that's my top of the uh, top of the head answer. Yeah, and again, those are questions that I enjoy asking because that is when, within the first thirty seconds you should be able to have a very clear response to what exactly you want because you've been thinking about that. It's been on your mind. It's been at the, it's been at the forefront of your, your head. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about specific measurable results. It's sort of like this. If you don't have clarity in what your goal is, it's no different than you coming to me and saying, hey, you know what, Steve? I just, you know, financially, I want more money. All right, no problem. I'm going to reach in my wallet. I'm going to take out a dollar bill. I'm going to hand you a dollar bill and say, all right, there you go. Scram. Okay. Because that's, you just told me you want, here's, here's a dollar. Right. You don't, you didn't come up with a very clear specific. And again, I know it's, we can talk about that on the side, even just kind of figure out what exactly it is. If that's something that you really are looking for something like, what is the best version of yourself look like? Mm -hmm. I'm just giving you an example of the conversations I enjoy having 
because again, I want to position people to live the best, happiest, and the fittest life they possibly can. And if I don't know what that is, it's very difficult to help. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why, why I love that question so much that you just posed to me and kind of caught me off guard, which, which I think is part of the, uh, the reason why it, it's such a good question, but it, it's going to cause me to think about that more now. I, I love yeah. it. I love it when I'm once again, probably inspired is a good word for it, but I'm triggered. Uh, I, that, that little spark was there. Now I feel like I'm going to be a lot more ready for that question if and when I'm ever asked again, but I need to be ready for myself more than anything, right? I need to, you know, it, it's caused me to want to be uh, more thoughtful right now of what the best version of me is going to look like, because like you said, I need to be working on that day in, day out. And I think inherently a lot of us are, but I, I really, I, I really can, can value the proposition that you just put out there in the way that it was framed and, and what, what it does to my mind. So I can really appreciate that. Another thing I really appreciate, Steve, is the, in, the enthusiastic approach. Um, and, and maybe, I don't know, is, is enthusiasm in someone's approach to being a, a better version of themselves? Is it something that they should aspire to? Is it more, is just, is it, is it something innate within that person that either they got it or they don't? Is it going to be more helpful if they do inject and, and try to kind of fake it till you make it until you reach a level where you're more enthusiastic? If you could unpack that a little for us and, and, uh, teach us how to be a little more enthusiastic or not. Well, I think it's going to come down to this. It's, it comes down to the, the, the quality of your thinking along the process. And again, I'm going to submit to you that the quality of your thinking is going to be the quality of the questions that you ask and answer yourself. So what are the quality of the questions you're asking yourself? Are you a, when you're going along this, we'll call it a journey. We'll call it a lifestyle modification. We'll call it a, a process, if you will. And are you a person that says, hey, I get to have these opportunities to become the best, healthiest version of myself, or I got to, I got to do it, right? Because I got to do it for my kids, or I got to do it for this, right? or is it internalized? Like you said, is it something where I, I get to do this with the enthusiasm, or I got to? It goes back to inspiration and motivation. I want to be inspired. I want to talk for a second for those that have children. I have two young children. They're awesome. I love being a dad. It's my favorite thing in, in my life to do is being a father. If you have children, do your children deserve the, the best version of you? Do they deserve the healthiest version of you? And if that doesn't inspire you, then you've got to do it. You don't get to do it. Right. So inspira inspiration is a big part of it. And the questions that we ask ourselves and answer ourselves is very much part of the, like you said, the enthusiasm, the energy, the, the positive reinforcement. We are 100% responsible for everything that happens in our life, including our health. So once we accept that, then it just becomes easier. It's sort of like this. We know that before we get to the gym, before we even get there, there's going to be suffering involved. There's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be some pain involved. It doesn't matter what fitness level. It could be your first day and you're 50 years young. It could be your first day going to the gym. You just know that there's going to be some suffering involved. But once you accept that fact, it just becomes easier to do, the, to, to do that process. You know, nobody goes to the gym and says, all right, there's going to be no pain and no suffering. There's going to be no sacrifice. There's going to be no... You know, there's going to be no pain. Yet millions of people do it every single day. 
We have to stop living like we live life twice. We have one opportunity to do this. And if we could be healthier, this is a rhetorical question. If you, if we could be healthier, should we be, you know? So, so the enthusiasm is a big part of it. Enthusiasm is one of my standards. And what I mean by that is in order to kind of be in the environment that, that I'm in, and I mean this in the best possible way, you have to have a level of enthusiasm. I'm not saying like rah, rah, like, you know, I can be kind of overwhelming sometimes, but that's just because I, I love life and I love the ability to help people in ways they never had the opportunity to do it. So enthusiasm and the positive thought process, it is required because when discipline fails, because we all feel like we have to be really, really disciplined in order to be our healthiest self. And let me say something else here. A, a healthy future does not require a healthy past. Meaning you can make a decision right now at whatever age you are. And whatever happened in the past, those are learning experiences. You can't dwell on it. You can't be regretful. But you can say moving forward, I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to do the things that my body needs to have happen to me. I'm going to treat myself the way it was intended so that we can start again building our confidence, building our esteem, building our integrity, getting our dignity to a spot where it's going to be like, hey, let's go. So I know I'm kind of hopping a few places here, but I feel that it all intertwines together. It's all, it's all one component. Mm. Right. Have you always had this mindset, even from like being a kid, or did it no. take time? You had to kind of train yourself to be this way. And another question I like to ask is always uh, like confidence. Wh at what point in life did you feel confident enough to be a coach to, you know, relay these messages to other people? That, those are two great questions. The first one is absolutely not. I have not always been positive nor optimistic with where I've been in life, it, it's taken a lot of coaching, it's taken a lot of per personal development, it's take a, uh, taken a lot of persistency, and it wasn't until, I'm gonna say, I used to work in the health club industry. I used to work at a company, a brand, Bally Total Fitness, they're no longer around. Though, being through that stage, I realized that I can't change people they got to want to change themselves. Absolutely. And, and so once I really understood that, I had to look at myself and said, and we've heard this probably, in order for things to change, I need to change. I can no longer rely on external forces or factors for, to, for me to be happy. Because again, I create my own blueprint and my expectations of my life. So once I understood that, and I'm 100% responsible for everything that happens to me, then I, I knew that I had a greater purpose for my life and what really satisfies me is positioning other people to win and that's and that's really what so i'm i'm probably i'm like a delusional optimist <laughs> in that stand you know, because i just know that if you continue doing the right things we're, we are going to live our best life now not i mean i have shitastic moments all the time so don't get that. I, I, but I have to, I, I overcome them quickly right. and I just get back on the task at hand. And what's kind of funny about that is that I have a brand called fantastic. So everything's <laughs> kind of like a fantastic. So, 
So I once I started my online fitness brand back in uh, 2012, I I really kind of I reformulated who I was. I almost recreated not only a, I created a brand, but recreated who Steve Tree is like was going to be because people needed the best version of me that they possibly could. Because if I'm not the best version of myself, then if I can't be at a higher level for myself, I can't do that for other people. And what was the other question, Colt? Uh, just as far as confidence goes, like at what point in your life did you feel, did you have enough confidence to be able to relay this stuff to other people uh, and not just, you know, like at, at a point, did you feel like you had gained enough information and you had yourself in a spot in your life to where now I can bring other people in and train them or coach them or, you know, what, what have you? Yeah. You know, I think there's not one defining moment that's happened. I think it's a series of moments that brought me to what a level of confidence would be or uh, impactfulness for mm -hmm. people. So I'm also a national level uh, bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. So I've competed nationally across country, not within the last couple of years, but I've competed many times, over a dozen times. I'm a natural professional bodybuilder. And what's really interesting about being a competitor in that sport is that it's a very lonely process. It's very lonely at the top. I've won several shows, but being at the top, it's not as fulfilling as I thought it was gonna be. So I had to bring more people with me. And I started creating teams of competitors. Now that fulfilled me. So that brought my confidence really to head because I knew that if I can do it, then other people can do it. When people can look at somebody that's going to be of an inspiration or is doing something that they inspire to do or aspire to do, and they're saying, if they can do it, I can do it. And that's the part of the environment, the, the environment game that's so important is, is bringing people along with you. Give a hand up and let people come with you on, on the journey. And that really has elevated my confidence. And I've been doing that probably for the last probably 10, 12 years. Is just bringing people along with me and say, hey, it's not like, hey, you know, I'm going to do it. Let's go do it. Let's do this together. Right. And that's why we're building this community, this fantastic community of people that is just so selfless and they're so encouraging and supportive and they're embracing each other. It just gives me the goosebumps thinking about it because that is what it's about. It's about it. It's about social currency. Very good. I feel great about it. Very nice. We want to be mindful of, of our time here, Steve. And so I, I, I do want to kind of start winding down on this note, though. A, a lot of people have impediments to getting started. And I know you've I've, I've heard you address this on social media. Basically, just just start. Just get out there and get it done. And you kind of even talked about today managing expectations so that your expectations match the blueprint of your life. And you got to start your expectations with that small steps approach. And I really appreciate that as well, of course. Um, but what, you know, I, I think one of the things that I can at least relate to in my personal life is anticipation oftentimes is one of my biggest impediments. And by that, I mean, it, it's, it's, I guess the, it's a, it's an anxiety trigger about, man, this is going to be a lot of hard work, or this is just going to be a very difficult task, or I've got 
going to have to stop eating so much peanut butter fudge in order to, to, to reach the goals where I want to reach, you know, whatever the case may be. And that anticipation becomes such a big impediment that it, it can actually stop me from reaching my goals. OK, and I, I feel like that a lot of people are probably like that. So if you could to help us wind down on this, what are some just some great generalized good, good advice techniques, uh, whatever the case may be for people to get past that first hurdle and just get started? How, how do you. How do you uh, motivate your folks that you coach just to just to get on the get on the horse and get started? Great question. And what I'll say is this: first and foremost, is you need to be grateful. You have to have so much gratitude in what your current circumstances are. And people people come into that. And if I'm understanding this correctly, people when they're procrastinating and they're holding back from making that decision to start, they feel almost regretful and shameful that they're not doing something but like they're not taking that action and there should be no shame in changing a condition or circumstance that you're not satisfied with the shame would be you staying in it so if you know that tell yourself this stop getting ready or start uh, stop getting ready to get ready and just go and so gratitude, how does gratitude play a factor? If we're grateful for the opportunity to begin something, and again, I'll say it, if you should be healthier, or if you could be healthier, should you be? Yes, it's a rhetorical question. But gratitude is the antidote for most, weir- uh, most worry, fear, anxiety that we face every single day. Just being grateful. It's the antidote. It helps us get through the barriers of anxiety or procrastination or or worriness. So if you're grateful and you're like, you know what? It's, it's like I, I use this, this term in this phrase, I once felt sorry for a man with no shoes until I met a man with no feet. It just means that there's somebody out there that's got it worse than you. Don't take it for granted because what you're taking for granted is what somebody else is wishing for. They wish they were in that situation. And we have the ability to do it. So gratitude, I would say, is is completely underestimated. And if we just have more gratitude and gratefulness in our life, and it starts, by the way, with us waking up with gratitude. Right. Just us waking up with, you know, you can you ever hear somebody say, oh, I get up on the wrong side of the bed. What does that mean? That's a choice. That's a choice they made because they wanted, they decided to go with a worry, a fear, an anxiety of some sort versus waking up with the gratitude and the, the gratefulness of opportunity or just having more abundance in their life. So just waking up in a state of gratitude is going to, again, crush and it's going to be the antidote for most fear in our life or procrastination. Mm. Because again, the first 10 minutes of our day often is what paralyzes the rest of that rest of that day or sometimes people in their life. And they don't deserve that. We really should be at a level of being grateful. Fantastic. Fantastic. Steve, before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you, follow you, um, anything you've got, website, social media, hit us with it so that so everybody out there can uh, track down Steve Tresek. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at feelfantastic, F-E-E-L, fantastic. F-I-T-A-S-T-I-C. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube at Feel Fantastic. So again, I'm on most of the platforms. I would say probably Instagram 
would be like my my social business card so you can kind of see like what I'm doing where I'm at uh, my philosophies my strategies and I love to connect with the people in your uh, your world I mean I've been listening to you guys for quite a few years now and you've had some incredible guests on and every every opportunity I have I'm following what they're doing so whatever I can do to best serve and bring more value into your life I uh, it would give me a lot of pleasure and a lot of uh, gratitude. Wow. Perfect. Thank you very much, Steve. We appreciate your time once again. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Trezek, we'll, uh, we'll be following along, Steve, and, and uh, checking out what you're doing. I will continuously be checking in social media for my daily dose of inspiration from you. So <laughs> thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. All right. And we're out. Thanks again to Steve Trezik and thank you to the CEP listener. Remember that word of mouth is a golden thing for us, so don't forget to tell your friends and family about the great variety you hear right here on the CEP. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you consume your podcast to keep the variety coming straight to your ear holes with the automaticity. Also on that note, when you go to Apple Podcasts, it would help us immensely if you would give us a five-star rating while you're on there to show your love for the CEP. And speaking of love, we love it when you give us all of your love on the socials when in fact you do give us all your love on the socials and be sure to visit the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com and of course if you need to contact us you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com also remember that we now have official CEP merch at byjack.com slash CEP. That's B-Y-J-A-C-K dot com slash CEP. So get online and get your CEP gear today. That's all I've got, folks. So until next time, be sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours nice and warm out there. See ya.